I gotta ask him. Cause if I don't, it's poppin'. I don't know. It's poppin'. Let's go. What you know about me? What you what you know about me? What you know about me? What you what you know? Except my lip gloss is cool. My lip gloss be poppin'. I'm standing at my locker and all the boys keep stopping. What you know about me? What you what you know about me? What you know about me? What you what you know? Except my lip gloss is poppin'. My lip gloss is cool. Hello and welcome to season two of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast. As always, I'm your host, Kelby Bachman. The song you just heard is Lip Gloss by Lil Mama, and it is also the walkout song for the next guest on the show, Kelly Metzger. So Kelly grew up wrestling for Blue Earth Area High School in Minnesota, where she was the very first varsity female wrestler. She was a cadet slash junior women's national champion in 2003 and a runner-up in 2004. At one point, Kelly was the number two ranked female high school wrestler. She went on to wrestle for the University of Regina in Saskatchewan, Canada, where she was a two-time all-conference honoree. Kelly finished her college career at Winona State University, a career that included two national titles and a runner-up finish. Kelly is now the head girls wrestling coach at Hopkins High School in Minnesota. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy Kelly Metzger. So I guess a little icebreaker here. <laughs> All right. So, you know, I talked to Paige mm-hmm. and um, she told me the story. So I want to start with the story. So you and her were wrestling in this open. All right. At Regina. Mm-hmm. All right. And you were wrestling and Paige was coaching you and um, you lost a contact. Yeah. And you handed it to Paige and you told Paige to put it in her mouth. Yeah. Because you didn't have any solution. Yeah. And you, so Paige was like, what, what? And you're like, put the contact in your mouth. You know, like, come on. It's the only one I have. Like, I think you only had that pair. Yeah. And so she uh, put the contact in her mouth, <laughs> but somebody thankfully came and brought her a cup of water to put the contact in. So she didn't have to hold it in her mouth all the time, but um, yeah. Wow. That's, uh, it's quite the friend there. Yeah. <laughs> Did you think she was going to put the contact? I like, mean, were you serious when you asked her to do that? Yeah. Like, I don't know how many times, like, well, because if you put it just in your hand and you hold it and your match is six minutes, like by the time you get done with your match, it's going to be dried up. Yep. Right. And mm-hmm. so I was just like, well, I don't know how many times I've done it where like my contact falls out and I see it and I like just pop it in my mouth because it stays it stays moist in there. And so you rinse it before you put it back in your eye, obviously, <laughs> but Wait, so you've done this before. Oh yeah. All the time. Like, <laughs> cause not all the time was there someone with a cup of water or solution. Yeah. Hold your contact. So it would just be like, just pop it in. And then when you get done or there's a break, you take it out, put some, well, fortunately I used a lot of tap water, you know, yeah. And have solution at the mat all the time. And you just pour a little water in there and pop it back in. Like I've done it before. <laughs> so many times. Oh, like, I don't even know how many times, but yeah. And I guess I didn't think anything of it. And when Paige was like, no, <laughs> like, just do it. Like, otherwise I won't be able to see anything. Like yeah. I'm pretty blind. So I need that contact. Wow. That's that's funny that you were just like, hey, yeah, it's just oh uh, yeah hello what else are you gonna Please, do yeah that's what you do i mean don't you do that <laughs> <laughs> and when you don't like we didn't have like 
when we, we were in high school. So we didn't have like a trainer. Right. And the meets we went to as kids, there was maybe like one trainer for like the 400 kids that are there. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, like, it's just, well, what are you going to do with this contact? Like I need it and do something with it. Yeah. Versus at, at that meet, like it was a pretty, it was a smaller meet, but they had trainers and there's only like two or two mats. So there's plenty of trainers. So I'm sure someone came over and gave her a cup. <laughs> well, how generous of them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. That's funny. You know, when you just look back, the stories you can probably just come up with at what, what you've done at wrestling tournaments and whatnot. Like, sheesh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, um, so you're from Blue Earth, Minnesota. Yeah. So I'm, I'm from, I grew up in the town north of Blue Earth. So okay. it's called Winnebago. Very small town, but, um, we pretty much had to combine five towns to make one high school. So it's Blue Earth area, mm-hmm. the school I graduated from. But yeah, small, small community. Yeah. Yeah. That's where, so I grew up in Monona and we combined five towns, um, yeah. to, you know, our school district too. So I feel you that, you know, um, growing up in a small community, um, what even then got you into wrestling? So um, we moved to Winnebago right when I started kindergarten and my two older brothers wrestled um, at like their old elementary, Houston, Minnesota. So they were in the wrestling program there and we came, we moved and they wanted to do wrestling. So then they got involved with wrestling through the community. And then obviously younger sister had to go to all the wrestling meets. Mm-hmm. Eventually I remember seeing my brother wrestle a girl and I was there playing with my dolls or whatever. And asked my mom if I could wrestle since I was here. And she was like, Oh no, like season's almost done. Maybe next year you can wrestle. So then the next season came around and I was like, Oh, so can I wrestle? And I don't say, th- I think my parents were secretly hoping I would, would have forgotten, you know, mm-hmm. like slipped my mind that I, that I wanted to do this. And, um, they were like, Oh, well, we did say you could. So, um, I, yeah, I, I guess you can start and pretty much they didn't really know like what to expect. I mean, it was a whole, whole different world. Um, you know, for my brothers being the girl going into boys wrestling, it was a little bit different. Um, but yeah, my mom said I could do this tournament as long as I didn't lose. Oh. And, um, I went to uh, the St. James Open and uh, I went in a pair of sweatpants. I think my shoes were like three sizes too big. So I think we stuffed socks at the bottom of my shoes, to, like make them fit right. And I had like a wolf gray t-shirt on and I had short hair by the way. So like, mm-hmm. I didn't even look like a girl. Like, yeah. And, uh, I ended up wrestling. I was like in a round robin. I ended up winning the tournament and like came home with this trophy. And my <laughs> mom was just like, Oh, well, if you lose, you can't like, you have to quit. And then it was like, eventually it got to be like, well, if you cry, you have to quit. And so that just continued the rest of the season and I made it to like N N W A N Y N C what whatever the min- big Minnesota one was in Rochester. Mm-hmm. I got there and I pretty much got my first loss to Zach Sanders, and uh, I like huh. started to cry. 
And I was like upset that I was going to have to quit because one, I lost and second, mm-hmm. I was crying. So my parents assured me that I didn't have to quit. Oh. And uh, I ended up getting third out of like a fairly large bracket. I don't know if it was like 30 or 20 or something like that, but it was a fairly large bracket in second grade. And I was like, oh, I love this. This is fun. Mm-hmm. Then it kind of just started there and every year just kept going. Yeah. Wow. Did, do you remember, I know this is a ways back, but do you remember like what even made you ask again? Cause I mean, when you were, you were what in first grade at that time and then second grade, you went out like, yeah. how'd you, I, I would think as a parent too, I'd be like, ah, sure. Yeah. Next year they won't remember, you know, but. Well, and you'll be surprised. Kids remember things like <laughs> they gotta remember is a lot. And I'll be like, Oh man, you remember this? Like I forget for sure. Um, I'm sure it was my brothers were trying to pick on me or were trying to like show moves or something. And I started fighting back and then I was like, Oh, well, like, why can't I do this? Yeah. Uh, but I'm sure it was like, I saw something and was like, Oh, well, yeah, I asked my mom mm-hmm. to do this. So started off in community ed through Winnebago and wrestled for them for a while. And again, like the first year, I don't think anyone knew I was a girl. Mm-hmm didn't say anything um my name's kelly so it could go either way so no one really knew and it wasn't until like the next year things like i think one of my teammates ended up telling a bunch of people that i was a girl and then and then it was just like oh no i beat by a girl oh there's this girl in the bracket so i kind of started i think the first year was good because no one knew it i was so little and you couldn't even tell i was a girl yeah. yeah. How it started. Yeah. So did you try other sports too, as you were growing up? Yeah. I mean, um, grew up in a fairly athletic house. So we played T-ball, softball. I did like community at soccer, um, did tennis. I mean, I did a lot of sports growing up. My brothers were involved with sports. My parents love sports. Um, but yeah, kind of wrestling was the one that stuck the most. Yeah. Which, I don't. I think my parents were secretly hoping I'd become a basketball player. <laughs> I did go out for basketball, and I liked it. I just didn't. I didn't. You know, I was more excited to be at wrestling than I was basketball. So, I why is that? Do you think? Well, I was a little aggressive on the court, so I followed out a few times. Um, no, I just think um, I really like the individual part of wrestling. Like, it's you and one other person on the mat. It's you either win or you lose and it's more you and you're not counting on anybody else. You're not counting on a teammate. And if they're having a good day or a bad day, it was just kind of like, if I'm having a good day, great. If I had a bad match, that's on me. It's, it's all on me and not on someone else. And I guess I'd I'd rather not have, you know, I don't want to put everything on another teammate to hope that we win or lose versus wrestling's on you. And you win or you lose. And it's the only one that you can really count for is yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big part of it. And that's why I like it and think it's special too, you know, is it's what the work you put in and, you know, the the work you put in doesn't necessarily always equal the result because sometimes obviously people always put in a lot of work and sometimes they don't achieve what they want, but what you put in, you know, you're going to get what you put out in terms of if you don't, put any time into it, you're not going to get much out of it, you know, but, um, so 
when they finally realized that you were a girl, did that change things that changed the environment that you were in a little bit? Do you recall or no? I don't think it did so much when I was younger. Um, there was only a few times where um, like I had a referee tell me that I couldn't wrestle the t-shirt on underneath my singlet. And I didn't quite know how to tell him that I needed it. Mm-hmm. I just kind of walked off and um, my mom ended up coming to find me and like was wondering why I was crying and I'm like hiding. And I told her and my mom grabbed my hand and marched me back out to the gym, put me in front of the referee and was like, yeah, my daughter is not taking her shirt off because it's, she's a girl and she has a voice singlet mm-hmm. on like, nope, not going to happen. And she doesn't mm-hmm. have to. And, and this referee was like, oh, oh uh, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize that Kelly was a girl. And mm-hmm. it was just this, like, I, you know, I felt relief that my mom like stood up for me because I couldn't, and I didn't, yeah. I didn't know how to tell an adult, you know, I was probably like third grade and was just like, oh, oh I don't know what to do. And no one heard it. And I was probably just standing there and was just like, I'm just going to walk away and act like I'm changing. But then I think I just hid for a while because I was like, I don't know what to, I don't even know how to address this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I don't think I remember much. I think it was more of like, oh, you got beat by a girl, like those comments, um, or I don't want to wrestle the girl. But honestly, I don't remember too much. It's the one that sticks out was that referee telling me I couldn't wear my T-shirt, and I mm-hmm. was upset about it. And just see my mom like march out there and <laughs> be like, yeah, nope, that's not gonna happen. Like, wrestle mm-hmm. with a T-shirt on. And I want to say that was like the next year my mom made my singlets for me. Whoa, she made them. Yeah. So like they didn't have girl singlets back then. Right. And so, um, my mom actually made my first, my very first singlet, which was just all blue, super high cut. And then, uh, she had to make me freestyle singlets cause I needed a red, red one. So then she made me a red one. And I think she had to make me another blue one too, but yeah, my mom made my first singlets for me so that, cause I didn't really have um, an outlet to find a girl singlet there. I mean, right. they weren't re- really available in our area. If there was any, I don't ever remember seeing any. And now when you go to these big tournaments, I maybe have like a, like a style, like really cool. And I knew that none of them would ever work for me because none of them were high cut. They were always mm-hmm. low cut singlets and, while there, those freestyle ones were really low cut, like mm-hmm. stomach, like the belly button ones where they were like super low cut. <laughs> so obviously that wouldn't work either for me. So um yeah, my mom made my first singlets. I think I wore them all the way up till middle school. And then we started to find some outlets online that would make like girl singlets. Again, they weren't fancy. Mm-hmm. They were like, you can get an all black one. You can get like a maroon and gold one. You can get like a red and blue one. They they weren't very fancy. Yeah. But um, yeah, so then wore those for a while. But yeah, it was it was just interesting looking yeah. back. I don't I don't ever remember anything really bad in elementary mm-hmm. wrestling. Again, you- it was hard to tell that I was a girl then. I literally yeah. <laughs> to like middle school. 
when did you start to realize like you wanted to wrestle maybe at the next level? Like was high school wrestling a goal of yours, you know, before college? Like when did you start seeing that you could wrestle farther than just, you know, in the little kid circuit? Well, I remember hearing, hearing about Minnesota Morris had a women's team. So they were kind of the first university that had women's wrestling. So I, I remember seeing and hearing that and being like, oh, that'd be so cool to go there when I grow up. And then they closed down their program and you'd hear kind of bits and pieces. And then it wasn't pretty much, I just did it because it was fun through elementary. Then Mm -hmm. middle school, I started and I liked it and it was fun. And then we started going and seeing like traveling a little bit more. So going to other states, Um, I went down to Iowa a lot, met the storms traveled with them, uh, knew other people at these national tournaments that I didn't know before. Um, cause now you weren't the only girl, you know, a couple more girls and it started to become more fun. And then it wasn't, I'd say I was maybe, I must've been in sixth grade and my brother's team, high school team made it to state. I remember telling Whoever we are hanging out with at this state tournament, I was like, oh, I want to come to the state tournament. Like, I want to, I want to make it to the state tournament. And I remember everyone being like, this thing gonna happen. And that kind of like was kind of the driving factor in high school. Like I really wanted to make it to state. I wanted, uh, wanted to be one of the first girls to make it. I thought Rachel Holthaus was gonna be the first. And then she didn't make it. And so then I was hoping maybe I'd make it, but I didn't make it. Um, but that was like one of my big goals in growing up through high school is like, I did want to make it to state wrestling and be one of the first girls there. And then I'd say kind of in high school, I started hearing more about universities that had women's wrestling and we were seeing it more at USGWA. And, uh, so I was seeing it more, I was seeing more of these high school girls. So then I started getting more interested in wrestling um, after school and knew that it would be one, a great opportunity to kind of get college paid for to like, just to like get out and about and travel more. Um, and then it wasn't till my junior year in high school and Allie got recruited, Allie Bernard got recruited to the university of Regina that I was like, Oh, there's schools in Canada that have women's wrestling. <laughs> it wasn't even like a, like, oh yeah, we have it. Like, duh, it's been here for a while. And it's just like, oh, wow, crazy. Like, it is just crazy that almost every high school has a women's wrestling team. Like, it's just, it was just really eye-opening that that's how their culture was up there. And then I started kind of looking into uh, another, I looked at Thunder Bay for a little bit and then ended up, you know, kind of liking Regina. So I ended up taking a few more looks there and then when it was all said and done, I ended up going to the university of Regina. Yeah. Wow. Allie Bernard. Um, and she just got the Augsburg Augsburg women's job. Yeah. I'm super pumped for her. Yeah. Yeah. That that's a, that'll be, that's a big deal. You know, Augsburg's really tough. Obviously the men's program's really good. So I'm sure she's got a lot to live up to there that she's looking forward to, you yeah. know? Um, but you, yeah, you know, were you traveling the same time your brothers were traveling too? Like, did your brothers travel around as well? Or did you start to kind of branch off on your own? 
So brothers didn't, they wrestled, they wrestled through high school and mm-hmm. or, so they wrestled through high school and they did some freestyle, but they didn't, it got to the point, I think like high school freestyle, it just, it went into the baseball season. Both my brothers are big to baseball. So then it was like, they didn't really do much freestyle. And then, um, they both kind of wanted to go to school. My oldest, he played football and baseball in college. And then my other brother, he did wrestle for like a year, but he actually like got recruited to play baseball. Mm -hmm. So they didn't get to travel as much. They traveled more in Minnesota for baseball and stuff like that. But it started like, yeah, in middle school, I got to like travel more. And sometimes my parents came, sometimes I had to like buddy up with another wrestler and their family. Um, but usually my, one of my parents would try to make it. Mm-hmm. I think my aunt even came one time and was like my, like a uh, chaperone mm-hmm. for a trip. But um, yeah, so pretty much middle school is when I traveled and I traveled pretty much just like me and my parents, my brothers kind of like got stuck at being at home. Mm-hmm. So I, I think they probably liked it because they didn't have to sit in a wrestling or a, a wrestling meet all day and waste their day at, at a wrestling meet. Mm-hmm. I mean, you go in in the morning and you don't come out till it's dark. <laughs> you just sit there like it's not a whole lot to do as a spectator at a wrestling mm-hmm. meet. Yeah. So when did you start <clears throat> seeing other other girls wrestling too and like noticing that they were out there? You just almost had to look a little harder. Yeah, I'd say definitely middle school. So, man, when did I meet Allie? I must have met Allie and maybe middle school um, and met Paige in middle school. And I knew there was girls in Minnesota, but they all lived in the metro and I lived in southern Minnesota. So every once in a while I would see them at like state or at nationals and I would see them, but I didn't really know them. Like I knew who they were, they knew who I was, but there wasn't like any like big friendships or it's like, oh, let's go hang out on the mat and chit chat. And I think middle school, it started to be like that where you started to like kind of make friendships, at least for me um, at that time, because that's when I really started to see a lot more girls on the mat. And then obviously, as I got older, you meet and the sports started to grow as I got older. So then I started to meet more and more and more girls on the mats and then you just start making those friendships and how did you meet meet Paige then she was and i think at spencer at the time yeah so some again like it's crazy how things lined up when i was younger because there basically you know there wasn't a lot of internet so like was flyers so you'd go to a meet and there'd be tables of flyers and your parents would just like go out and like kind of look at these flyers and i mean there was no map quest you had to read a map to figure out how to get there or go ask for directions when you went into a town you didn't know and so like i somehow my parents like got introduced to dave and they were like okay we're going down to spencer after your wrestling practice and you're gonna wrestle more it was like oh oh okay and like went down and i mean they were late practices because I'd probably get done around five-ish and it was like an hour and a half drive to Spencer and I'd get down to Spencer and then I'd have their practice and then drive an hour and a half back home and go to school the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's pretty much like came down and was like, all right, this is Dave Storm and this is his daughter Paige and this is our 
girls wrestling club. And it was like, I'm going to hang out with you because you seem cool. And I was just like, oh, okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> and I think like Dave made it really fun. I think we played a lot of games. Um, I remember we played like backpack on a bowl was one of the games. I remember like the first time down there and like, was like, Paige, get on the back. Um, but yeah, that was pretty much it. Like met him. And then just like my parents, you know, call him up. They communicate if there was like a meet coming up or if I couldn't make it to a practice or if they were having an extra practice. And then you kind of did the same thing. Like, cause then we started getting into contact with the Pringles, Shalyn Pringle and they're in the cities and getting a hold of like Larry Allen, who was our Minnesota coach. Sorry, my husband's home. The girls and the dogs. So calling Larry Allen and seeing like what meets are coming up or what the plan is um, for that. And it was a lot of phone calls because mm-hmm. you know, the internet wasn't really there back then, yeah. back, in, back in the day. Yeah, how many people were there? Was it just you and Paige at the start? Oh, no, Dave had girls. Like, okay. he had, I want to say, close to 20, if not more, girls in the club. Like, he had a huge number of girls on his club team. Like, more than I had ever seen. Because, again, like, I'd only been in Blue Earth, and there's maybe one girl that went out a year at that besides me, but never last, or I'd get a friend join for a little bit, he quit. Um but yeah, I'd never probably seen that many girls in a practice since I ever, until I went down, was with the Storm team or Spencer team down there. Mm-hmm. Wow. So that must have almost opened your eyes to almost like a whole nother world. Oh, I know. Like, I mean, it's just like, oh my God, there's other girls that are wrestling. Like, <laughs> this is the best thing ever. Like, it's just all girls and yeah. everyone's nice. And it was, it was really great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're wrestling other other girls, which, you know, wrestling um, boys versus girls, it's it is a little different. Just wrestling and their styles and how they wrestle and how they're built, just it's a little different. Yeah, definitely. Like it was nice to practice with a girl. Yeah, <laughs> it was nice. To, I mean, and I don't know, maybe it's because I try to joke around at practice sometimes, mm-hmm. but then you have someone that, you know, isn't as serious. Sometimes the boys would be a little bit more serious than yeah. the girls, but I mean, it was, I just remember it being fun and I looked forward to, it. even though it was a really long day, mm-hmm. but I did it twice a week for a couple of years. I did it, but it was, it was a great, it was a great opportunity. Yeah. Why did you, what made you just, keep coming back to wrestling because I'm sure there were times where maybe you know you wondered if you if you could have success in this because the numbers were so low you know what made you decide to continue to wrestle I'm sure I'm sure it was I mean guess my mom had a conversation I know there was times where like I didn't want to wrestle anymore because I I didn't know what was going to be the future I remember Mm -hmm telling my dad that I was like, I think I'm going to just focus on softball. Like, I don't know if I'm going to go out next year. Mm-hmm. And I remember him like looking at me and being like, really? Like, that's, you're serious about this? And I was like, yeah, like, I don't, I don't know. Like this is starting not to be fun anymore. And, and I'm pretty sure my mom's like, well, what, what's the end goal? Like, do you want to wrestle boys when you like get to college or do you want to wrestle girls? It's like, obviously I want to wrestle girls. And his mom's like, 
then this is just practice. Like it's not, if you lose, you lose. And, you know, if you don't make varsity, you don't make varsity. This is just to make you a better wrestler for the girls. And that's your end goal is to wrestle girls, wrestle in college, go to the Olympics. Like this is just practice. Like just, you can get through this. And that was, I mean, there is days where I was like, I don't know if I can do this. And it's like, you know what? I'm not going to be wrestling boys forever. Like this is only going to make me better. My end goal is to wrestle in college. I love to try to make it to the Olympics. And this is just, this is just a step. Like it's not the end all kind of thing. I love how supportive your parents were and, and still are probably to this day, but yeah. in those moments, you know, um, where it could have been, they could have had the same mindset. We're like, ah, where's this going to go? What she's going to do with this? You know, what's the future like for her? So maybe softball is the better route, but they still pushed you to continue wrestling. Yeah. They're, they're great supports. I mean, neither one of them had a background in wrestling and not at all. Um, but they did the best that they'd find out. They'd ask questions. Um, my dad got certified as a coach. So he could, really? in my corner about really like he he'd yell some things he knew but mostly he was just there to be someone in my corner Mm -hmm. um, and hold my earrings and extra hair bands and tell me if I was winning or losing you know kind of deal um but they were very supportive and they didn't know like what the future held either like they had no idea like what was what was going to happen from middle school to high school they didn't know if the high school was going to let me like there's all this unknown and my, my parents did a great job of asking questions, finding out. And then uh, the athletic director before I got back to middle school and was like, can Kelly even join? Like, I don't even know if she can, like, we got to prepare her. If you know, she can't like, then she's going to go for basketball. Like um, my mom and dad went out of their way to ask questions. And, um, and then after middle school, like went to the coaches at the high school and was like, you know, I think Kelly wants to wrestle in high school. Is that going to be a problem? Is that okay? And, and they're like, yeah, that's, that's fine. Like, yeah, sure. And uh, so, you know, that's kind of how, you know, my parents had asked and go out and reach out and they did a wonderful job. And I probably wouldn't have gone where I, where I, where I went uh, without them. And I probably should have listened to them a little bit better when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, typical teenager, I don't think my parents are right, mm-hmm. but I should have probably listened to them a little bit better. And uh, right around middle school, you started to wrestle a little bit internationally. Is that yeah. correct? Yeah. Um, so uh, my freshman year in high school, I went to Sweden and wrestled for Minnesota Storm. We did the clipping clipping cup. And then um, that spring I won, did I, I won a trip to Austria. I was like on the cadet national team. Wow. Austria and uh, wrestle over there. And then um, the next year I won it again. And then I went over to Austria again for the U.S. But yeah, so I got to travel there. Obviously I traveled to Canada a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Yeah. You got to go to Austria and you said Sweden um, and Canada, obviously. Um, just going around wrestling. That would be a good eye-opening time for you as well. Yeah. I mean, you definitely 
learn and get to see a lot. Like I remember we were in uh, Sweden and we got to see like, um, like uh, the Japan team and just like how intense it was when they were there. And and we got to see the unit, like just like the adult or like a senior division wrestle. And we were in Mm -hmm. high school wrestling, but you really got to see, and it was just like, Oh, this is amazing. And like, look how much work they're putting in and look how like beautiful the matches and how like flow the, you know, how the match is flowing and stuff like that. It was really great to see. Um, I wish I would have, I wish I would have focused more mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. really absorbed it when I was over there. Um, but you know, I was a freshman. I was just excited to like go to another country. <laughs> yeah. Did you, ha- uh, did you ever struggle when you were, you know, you'd wrestled, boys majority of the time and then when it was time to wrestle girls was that an easy sort of transition for you um it, i mean i i think i'd always be more nervous to wrestle girls than it was boys because i always felt like because i'd win against boys i should win against all the girls and i was probably a little bit of a hothead when i lost with the girls more than I did with the boys. Um, because it was, you know, like you wrestle boys and you be boys, you should be able to wrestle girls and be girls. Like no questions asked. And I think I took the losses a little bit harder when I wrestled girls than I did the boys. Mm-hmm. And, and I think I, again, I'm sure my parents said something and I was like, Oh, whatever. <laughs> In one ear out the other. It's like, no, I should beat them. There's no, there's no excuse. I should beat them. But realistically, they probably had technique that was better than me or capitalized on my errors. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't really embrace that as much as I probably should have. Yeah. Was it, did you wrestle stylistically different? You know, was there certain moves that you could do on the boys or that you just weren't able to do on the girls or vice versa? Um, I would say probably with the girls, I was more of an offensive wrestler. Like I was, I had probably more shots. I was probably more um on what my game plan was versus when I wrestled the boys I was more of a defensive wrestler I was like I'm gonna wait for you to shoot on me because I don't want to shoot on you and like I'm gonna wait for you to make a mistake and capitalize on it because I I wasn't faster by any means I was not a fast wrestler mm-hmm. and I was not a strong wrestler so I I was just like pretty much guess going to see what you do. And I'm going to counter you from there and hope I win. And Mm -hmm. a lot of times I did, but I, I mean, I try to use more of the tech with the board, you know, I felt we were on even playing fields. Like they weren't as strong as me or as quick as me. They might slightly be, but I felt like we were more of an equal playing field when I wrestled girls. Yeah. And so when did you, so you wrestled in high school and yep. what was that, what was that experience like? Oh, it was good. Um, I had, uh, a great support, like, uh, through the, the community and mm-hmm. the wrestling community there. So I had, um, some great freestyle coaches that were great with me. So like Chris Ankeny, I had some dads that were a part of the youth that still, I still remember yelling at my high school matches. So like, um, Jeff, uh, Slama and Bob Sturtz. And then obviously my dad and my brothers, but then middle school happened and I had Ted Arman as my wrestling coach and he made wrestling really fun for me in middle school. And he's still like, and then when I transitioned into high school, he like 
still kept up and like was at the meets and would talk to me at meets and check in with me and, you know, talk about my matches with me. And then I got to high school and I had three great coaches. I had Tim Blake and Dave Paffinger and Randy Burchess were all my coaches and they're all great. They treated me like one of the boys on the team. I mean, it, they didn't quite know what to expect having, having a girl on the team. They'd never had a girl on the team before. So it was kind of like a new territory. Like they didn't, they didn't know how weigh-ins were going to go. They didn't know what to expect having a girl on the team, like how others were going to respond to me. Um, so, I mean, without having those great coaches and I had a lot of the community members behind me, um, very supportive, very supportive moms and dads uh, in the community. And they just, Anytime something came up and they were behind all of us, all of the wrestlers, they're our biggest cheerleaders. Yeah, that's great. And, and so your goal was to, you know, be a state qualifier. Yes. um, How close were you though? Uh, Well, I don't, I can't even remember my junior year. I knew I wouldn't make it my junior year because of the section we were in. I had Colvin Olin like first round from Jackson and, I had never beaten him or ever came close to even staying with him in a match. And he was in my bracket and I kind of knew like, and I was okay with that. My junior year, my senior year, I thought the best option for me was to go to one Oh three. I was five, six. I naturally mm-hmm. weighed like 125 pounds and I cut to 105. Wow. It was probably not the smartest thing for me to do, but I thought like that was my best option. And probably at 112 would have been my best option. But I ended up placing fourth at sections. I had lost the same kid twice. And if I would have won my last match, I would have had a true second match. And I had beat that kid the previous year. And I knew I could have beat him. I just needed to get past the one kid that beat me right off, mm-hmm. you know, the beginning of the tournament. And so I ended up getting fourth my senior year heartbreak but really nothing you can do too much about it yeah. Um, but yeah like I was I I really wish I probably would have went 112 that year instead of trying to cut but I didn't I didn't really know and I don't think mm-hmm. it's different this day and age than back then like you can go on flow or track and you can see like everyone's bracketing where they're weighing in at that wasn't really around so you're just trying to guess where people are going to go. Mm-hmm. And I had one, one kid in our section that I had lost to him at the beginning of the season, but um, felt like I could have maybe gotten past him, but he was at 112 and I, and he was ranked, I think, to go to state that year. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I want to avoid him. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was cut down, which I shouldn't have done because I was too small at that way and didn't have a lot of uh, energy and strength at 105. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how'd you deal with that? I mean, that's, you know, almost like a lifelong goal of yours. And, you know, I know it's easy to kind of laugh about it now, hopefully, but like, you know, back then it just probably had to be somewhat crushing. Oh, yeah. Um yeah, I just started focusing on girls and like what the next step was for girls, which it was, I, we did a few freestyle things in between. So you had like, I think you had body bar, um, 
to other events, but it was Fargo, like the national tournament in Fargo. Like that was the next big thing. And then just being ready for um, like college and being ready for there. Um, I think I, I wrestled seniors that year too at the U.S. Open. So, I mean, it was just like, okay, what's, what's the next tournament? Like it was heartbreaking. It was like, okay, like what's the next tournament? Like this didn't make it, but what's the next thing? And just kind of moved on from there and just kept wrestling. Yeah. Was it ever hard to gauge your success because you were wrestling two different, you know, you're wrestling boys and girls, you know? So I feel like it sometimes would be hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel or see how much progress you're making because of bouncing back and forth between the two, you know, did that, yeah. does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, you look at like my high school record, uh, wrestling the boys versus like, I don't even know what my record was on the outside of, you know, not in high school. I, mm-hmm. I didn't really ever keep track of it, but I wonder what those numbers would be compared to each other. Mm-hmm my girl's record versus my boy's record. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, sorry. It was, uh, it was hard to bounce back and forth and to see like, you know, I think some people thought I should be like the number one in the nation wrestling girls because I wrestled boys and I did well in the boys division. But then when I wasn't or it didn't get first, it was like, Oh, well, you know, are you, are you as good as you are? And it's hard to gauge that because you're like, I don't know, like maybe I had a bad day. I have no idea. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was looking back at like some of the placings and I'm like, oh, well, I lost uh, Michaela Hutchinson. Like, eh, huh? <laughs> I lost Michaela Hutchinson. Like, yeah, that, that's expected. Like, oh, well, lost to Caitlin Chase. Huh, huh, that's expected. <laughs> lost to Helen Morales. Huh, huh, yeah, okay. <laughs> like, you just, you kind of look at like, now I look at like, oh, I lost to like Helen Morales, like, wow. And overtime, like that's pretty crazy. Um, and at the time I'm sure I was upset and annoyed and angry, yeah. but now looking back, it's like, wow, like look at all these top named girls that beat me. Like most of them were still wrestling after I stopped wrestling, like, you know, or they had huge success and it's like, wow, maybe I was better than I thought I was. Yeah. Did you, have you ever thought about that? I guess like now that you mentioned it, have you ever, you know, cause when I talked to Paige, like she obviously is one of your biggest fans, you know? Um, so, but uh, you know, yeah. Have you looked back and gone like, man, you know, I you may have been better than what I thought I was. You yeah. Know? Like looking back at, um, I couldn't find much on, I couldn't remember much from the USGWA like I know I placed all American all four years. I think I won middle school twice, but then I like what I could find. I'm like, Oh, Joey Miller won. Like, like, huh, huh. look at like all these people that had placed above me. Like the one record I found, I'm like, Oh wow. Like these were all like, like uh national champs too. Like these weren't bad losses. And again, at the time you have no idea mm-hmm. like what these wrestlers are, who they're going to become. But now it's like, oh, wow, like, I lost Michaela Hutchinson, like, by a few points. Like, that's crazy. Like, mm-hmm. I think if I would have wrestled her now, she would probably pin me very quickly. <laughs> you know, like, some of these girls did amazing things and and um, 
have amazing careers. And I'm like, wow, like I, maybe I was better than I thought I was, but I don't know. A lot of people will ask and like, Oh, were you good? And I don't ever know how to answer that. Like I'm always like, you know, like I wasn't, I wasn't terrible. Like I won matches. I won more than I lost. Does that make it good? Like, yes, that's okay. Wrestling. Yeah. One match. Yeah. But now I think like, Oh, Oh, maybe was was better than I thought I was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you wrestled division one in college. Like that's, you know, any athlete at any level, it takes a certain amount of commitment and a certain level of talent and hard work to, to do that. And here you were at Regina wrestling division one. I mean, what did that feel like when you realized that that's something you were even going to do? I was just excited to wrestle like in yeah. Canada and kind of like be out on my own. I mean, there were scary moments being out on my own, um, but I was just excited. I mean, I had Allie. I knew Allie really well. Mm-hmm. She was up there. Um, I got to meet uh, and came fairly close with another teammate, Hajar. And so she was pretty much my practice partner for a few years that I was up there. And then met amazing people up there, like great friends up there. And it was a great experience. It was different, definitely different um, wrestling up there and versus what I see now or what I was even used to in high school. Like mm-hmm. um, you're in the middle of um, Sas- you know, Saskatchewan, the closest like big universities, two hours away. And then next to that, it's like, I don't even know if it was Edmonton or Calgary was like the next closest. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like a short little drive to get there. So it was not as many tournaments, but um, it was nice just to get a different, you get to wrestle different people. So it was, it was, it was just nice to have something different. I was not around. And I mean, I wasn't wrestling the same girls I was wrestling in high school. I was wrestling mm-hmm. completely different people. They didn't know who I was. It was just, it was great. Yeah. And when did, uh, so they have since, I think, dropped their program, unfortunately. When did that, were you able to wrestle all four years there? No. So I wrestled two full years there and I was going into my third year and ended up having an injury that was uh, pretty much was told that if I, if I stayed, they were probably going to redshirt me the next year Mm -hmm. because of the injury and they just weren't quite sure. Um, I blew out my elbow pretty bad. Uh-huh. And so, um, I was just like, yeah, well, I'm just going to go back home then. And so I ended up transferring. So I only wrestled two full years. I almost started the season, but it was the first meet back. It was like two days before we left for that meet. And I blew out my elbow and I ended up staying till winter break. And then I ended up coming home, taking a semester off and then kind of tried to weigh what my options were. And um, it was either go back to the U of R and that'd be guaranteed a spot. Um, go to, I think I got an offer to go back to, or go to the uh, United States Education Center in Marquette, Michigan, or um, go to Winona State and focus on school and maybe wrestle club. And so I weighed my options. I ended up almost signing. I think I had the paper signed to go to the education center. And I was just like, yeah, mm, I think I'm going to go to Winona State. 
and ended up having to like tell my parents I didn't turn in the papers and that I was actually going to go to Winona State and wrestle mm-hmm. club. And so I transferred to Winona State. I wrestled for their club team for three years, and then I graduated and started being an adult. What was that like, you know, to handle that injury? You know, had you been injured before? Let's start there. I mean, was that like the first um, injury you dealt That was my second big injury. So my first one was my first year at the U of, U of R. I blew out my knee. or my um, MCL and my meniscus. Mm-hmm. But it was right at the end of the season. I pretty much, you know, like did the rehab, had a huge brace on my leg. And I came home after school was out shortly after that and had surgery right away. Um, but because of the Canadian healthcare, when my elbow happened, I couldn't get in to see anyone really and like get what well, what was wrong with it, what was like the recovery gonna look like. And I think so. I left in December and I think we got a phone call. My roommate said they got a phone call in March to book my appointment in May to have my elbow looked at. And they're like, Oh yeah, she she went back home. She's from the States, like she's already gotten looked at. She's good. But, um, so then my knee wasn't that bad, but my elbow, like there was just no, I didn't, I didn't know what to expect. And I didn't know how bad it was until I got back to the United States to get it looked at, to see like what the rehab looked like. And I was just, there was so much unknown and there was so much I couldn't do with my arm that I was like, I don't even know if I can come back from this mm-hmm. and having the, you know, the coaches telling me like, this is at least a year and a half wait till you wrestle. And of course me being me, I was like, we'll see you at the U S open, which I did not do well that year. U S open, mm-hmm. but I went even got and immediately went to the U S open injury. But um, yeah, it was, it was eye opening. Like, you know, you never think you're going to have a big injury like that and know what you're going to do. And uh yeah, I was pretty much like, well, my options are go here or go here. Hmm, I don't really know what to pick. And I ended up picking Winona. I was wrestling at the, the club scene there then. Well, that was interesting. I didn't really know what I was getting myself into. Um, mm-hmm. Pretty much was uh, college kids running it for the most part. So, you know, peers my own age uh, running a club. Um there, I don't even know if there was like practice plans, to be honest. I think we literally all came into the room, did a warm up, like worked our favorite takedowns, breakdowns, pins, stuff like that. And it was a little different because I then had to go back to folk style, which I had been wrestling freestyle. So now I had to go back to folk style, which I was like, oh man, I got to move on bottom. Like I hate moving on bottom. <laughs> I enjoy freestyle. Just get to like, kind of rest a little bit. And, uh, it was, it was interesting. It, it was rough for the first uh, month or two. I think I went to the guy that kind of recruited me there and was like, yeah, I think this was a mistake. Like, I don't really want to be here anymore. I think this, this isn't going to work. And I remember him kind of being like, like what's going on. I was just like, yeah, the environment here isn't quite what I expected. Um, it's, it was a little rough to walk into like, Eventually, we got one more girl to kind of join the team with me. So I had one more person there. Mm-hmm. But for a while there, I didn't. I was the only girl. It 
some of the boys were very welcoming. Some of them tossed me around like a rag doll and weren't ashamed about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it got better kind of that uh, he was a wrestler too, but he was kind of like the club uh, president. He kind of like sat down and talked to a few of the guys and was like, you know, she's here. We got to change our attitude towards her. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, kind of made it, made it a lot better. And then as the season went, it got a lot better, but it was different because I didn't go to a ton of girls meets. I went to a couple. Uh, I think I went to a boys meet and got told I couldn't wrestle. So I traveled all the way to Dayton, Ohio in a car and got there, weighed in and got told, oh yeah, you can't wrestle. And was like, oh, wow. Okay. I'm so glad I made this trip. Yeah. Like, thanks. Um, and ended up someone, one of the boys, the weight class above me. So I, I weighed in at 125, 133 pounder. Was like, oh, I'll do an exhibition match against you. Pinned me very quickly. <laughs> but I was like, well, at least this, whatever, how long the drive was, wasn't completely. Right. Just did get some at time. Um, so I wrestled there a few times. Some We had an open. And sometimes we could get someone to wrestle me. Sometimes there was no one to wrestle me because of the weight. Um, but pretty much had maybe a few times on the mat and then we'd go to nationals and wrestle a few girls at nationals for club. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it was definitely different than the university. And then by then the girl university wrestling community was huge. It was blooming. It was all these universities are popping up everywhere and there's all these tournaments for them. It it was just like, Oh, all right. Like, Maybe I should have went somewhere else, but mm-hmm. no, no, it was great. I got met my husband there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had to wrestle. I got to graduate. Wasn't in school forever. Mm-hmm. Felt like forever, but I graduated. <laughs> it always feels like forever. Uh, <laughs> you you have a a very positive outlook, you know, um, and I admire that because it it seems like at times, and I guess it happens with all sports, but. Uh, you know, you were wrestling and you loved it, but it didn't always love you back. You know, I mean, you went, you, you just said you went to Dayton, Ohio, and then we're told you couldn't wrestle. And that probably happened more times than you like to admit. And just like, you had just a very sporadic experience at times. Well, I think too, like in high school, like I'd make the weight and then I'd wrestle and I knew they would have someone. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, forfeit. And you're like, oh, God, I did all this work. I warmed up really hard. I wouldn't have worked up so hard if I was getting a forfeit. Like, you, I just got used to that feeling of like, oh, okay, like, let's move on. Like, what's next? What's the plan? And um, like that kind of like pretty much is how I am today. Like, oh, well, my lesson plan is not going to work because the gym's taken. Like, what are we going to do? Like, let's figure something out because life's not going to stop. It's not going to pause for me. It's like, well, what's the next plan? Like, how can we be flexible? How can we think about this? Like, hey, I really wanted to try this game, but I need to, two classes work best. So let's try this game. Like, I just try to find the positive in it because otherwise I think I would be a crabbier person than I sometimes already am. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, you just gave some an example right there of being forfeited to, and it's like you put in the work just as much as anybody else does. Um, you know, like there were probably many times where 
you could have just been like, screw it. I'm done with this. Like I'm done trying to handle all this extra BS that other people don't have to go through, you know, but you just sort of took it and took it head on and just kept, kept going. It's just, it's admirable. Thanks. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, there's some stuff you can control and other stuff you can't. And I couldn't control what the coaches wanted. You know, obviously I wanted to wrestle and my team was like, Woohoo, six points, like even better. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's frustrating. Cause you're like, I want to get on the mat. I want to get more wins to my record. I want to, I want to, you know, I want to meet the 50 win club. Well, it never, I never did, but probably if I would have had less people forfeit, I might've, I mean, mm-hmm. I had, I had, I don't know if it's true, but it was kind of made seem like a whole team wouldn't even wrestle my high school team because I was simply on it. And it was just like me, like, you're not going to wrestle our team because of me mm-hmm. or like, really me? Like, I'm not that scary. I'm not that mean. (laughs) She's like, okay, whatever. Like it it got frustrating at times, but other times, I mean, you looked at it like, Hey, my team just got six points. Like, sorry to the next person I was wrestling. Like you didn't get, you know, time to do a proper warm up or like you got rushed. Like, sorry, they didn't put anyone out there for me. So. Mm -hmm. When did you start to envision yourself as a coach? Um, I don't know. I, I don't even know, like, exactly. I always wanted to do something with wrestling. Um, be Like, when I went to the U of R, I didn't really have an idea of exactly the career I wanted. I thought maybe physical therapy, um, maybe athletic training, uh, mostly. Um, um, I was in the kinesiology department. So those were kind of the things I was looking at. And, uh, I kind of wanted to be a teacher, but when I was at the U of R, I couldn't be in the education program because I was, um, an international student. And so I was like the last to be let in. So I did kinesiology. So I was looking at that. And then when I was starting to think about going somewhere else and going, um, either to the education training center or uh, Winona was like, what are my options here? Like, I like this, but I also like teaching. And uh, I ended up going the teaching route, obviously. And I never really took any coaching roles, I'd say in college, besides like coaching your own teammates. Um, And then I think I graduated, I moved up here. And I think it was after my student teaching, I kind of was like, oh, maybe I should like start finding an outlet. Like, I don't want to completely give up the sport. Um, so how can I get involved? And ended up, I think, emailing um, Chad Shilson and being like, hey, I see that you're in charge of Minnesota Storm. You used to be a wrestler for Minnesota Storm. You know, I'm wondering if like you need any extra coaches or like any help in the room. And and he he was like, yeah, come on in. And then um, I think I started working with them a little bit and then I got my like first big job. Um, after I graduated, I taught like eighth grade health, but I was like a long-term sub. And then I got a job in Minnetonka and, uh, and then I saw they had a coaching position. They had two of them open and I applied for both and ended up getting, um, the second job, the assistant mm-hmm. and ended up getting paired with a great great, great coach. Um, 
and ended up coaching with him for seven years and launched this storm and it was fun. It was really fun. And then um, Tom Schmidt reached out to me and ended up convincing me like, Hey, we have this high school position open. Do you want it? Like, do you want to come over to Hopkins? And uh, it, I didn't respond actually right away. I ended up having to talk about it with my husband and kind of like, was like, I don't know. I got a good thing where I'm at. I'm comfortable here. Like, I don't like change. I, I like, I like where I'm at. Like it's good schedule. Um, I had, I had already had pierced by then. So I had a baby on the mat with me, like I had baby at practice with me. And, um, I ended up, you know, my husband's like, like, what do you want? Like, what, what do you want? Do you want to coach a girl's team? I was like, well, yeah, obviously. I just thought maybe Minnetonka would get one first. <laughs> would have to leave and go to a different district. Um, but that wasn't happening. And so, um, yeah, I ended up taking that big step and going towards Hopkins. And I mean, it was definitely different than what I thought. And it got different every year because the roles changed a little bit every year. Because uh, I think right when I started, it was right after COVID. So it was, are we even going to have a season? What's that season going to look like? And it was like the season from like January to the end of March. So then it was like cramming in all these meets. I was coaching boys. I had one girl on the team. I, you know, I was like, oh, this is definitely not what I thought it was going to be. But it ended up being great. It was, it was wonderful. I had a great coaching staff to work with. Um, over at Hopkins. Yeah. And that's where you're at today. Yeah. So, um, so my first year I ended up coaching the boys with the one girl. And then, um, the next year we got a new head coach and we started with three girls. We ended up only at at the end of the season, only had one. So again, I kind of coached, coached her with the boys and would coach any of the boys if they needed to be coached. Mm-hmm. And then we took a big step this last season and we pretty much like split it. And we were like, all right, us girls are over here. I ended up having eight girls start out and it was seven. So we had eight wow. girls, girls and we held our own practice off to the other side of the mat. And then the boys had their practice and I would, well, we had one girl that wrestled the boys on for like duels and stuff. So then I would sit and coach her, but, um, we really made it different from the previous year. We did like, nope, this is our girls team. And this is the team I'm in charge of. And every once in a while I'd get a question from the boys or I'd maybe be asked to sit in the corner for one of the boys that I knew. And that was fine. But I was like, I want more of my energy to go towards the girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's kind of, we're going to kind of stay with that same mindset. I know we're trying to think of like, how can we even get more of just us girls maybe being in a space by ourselves because we share a wrestling room and yeah and so it gets loud and it's hard to talk over music or another team practicing but we're just trying to figure out other things like what's the best thing for like our girls for us for the school and we're just trying to map that all out Mm -hmm. how much fun has that been to see the sport grow and to see like you had one girl finish at one, you know, the year before, and now you have seven finish, you know, how, what's that, what's that got to feel like? It's, it's amazing. Um, and our girls team, they're amazing girls, um, very young team. So, um, I think our oldest girls will be sophomores. Wow. 
And so um, very young team. And then I think we have one, for sure, one sixth grader coming up. Um, she won't be able to do all the meets, but she'll be able to practice with us because middle she's in the middle school. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just great because, I mean, I was the only girl in the room. How much would I have loved to have another girl in the room? Yeah. Like, and, was, and I mean, it's like a best friend, a built-in best friend, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's great to see the girls, one, I don't think they all knew, a few of them knew each other. I, I think there was two friends that joined together. It was like two cousins came out, but they got to like build and meet other people and make friendships. And now they have, you know, now they're all great friends and they do things outside of school. And it's just great to see that community and like be like, oh, how much would I have loved this? Like, I'm secretly jealous mm-hmm. that I was, like, I wish I was wrestling right now in high school like think of all the fun and the and available now that it wasn't back then like i'm so just that you get this and there you know and seeing uh, i came into hopkins in an all boys program like what's going to happen here and i was a little nervous because i didn't know what to expect and having like the most supportive team ever like the boys wanted me there. They were great with me. They listened to me. The coaching staff was wonderful. They made me feel really welcomed. Um, I mean, it was just great to feel like actually welcomed because sometimes you walk into the wrestling room and that's not always the feeling you get. Mm-hmm. You go into a different wrestling room and you're like, oh, oh, the energy just changed in here. Like everyone's laughing and then you walk in and straight face. You're like, oh, oh okay. Uh, I'm going to walk over to the corner quick. But it was, it was really great. And it's great to see them. And I just hope, I hope we get more girls. I hope we can get a bigger team because it'll just be more fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, one thing though, as much as the sport has grown, which is great, um, we're still lacking in some aspects of girls and women's wrestling. And that is, um, coaches, um, women coaches, female coaches, you know, Fargo just happened. And, you know, um, I, I didn't go, but, um, you know, I didn't recall seeing very many female coaches. Um, I think Allie Bernard was maybe supposed to go, but ended up not, you know, I think, you know, Paige. she went up, I think Allie and Paige were there from, I think I saw, mm-hmm. Allie. I did talk to Allie mm-hmm. um, and she asked if I was going to go up and watch. And I said, no, cause mm-hmm. I think I might, I was alone that weekend. So I had the two girls and, I, I wasn't going to bring them up to Fargo <laughs> at the Fargo Dome all day. Um, well, one, you have the rule that um, no kids on the, down on the, the mat. So that's a huge thing. I'm a parent. Um, my yeah. girls are at the mat with me. Mm. And it might not be everyone's favorite thing, but sometimes in life, like that's the option I have. They either come with me or I don't come. Mm-hmm. And Minnetonka was great about it. Um, like, I, it wasn't even like, I don't even, I think I was nervous telling the, uh, Dustin, the guy I coached with, if like that I was pregnant because I didn't, I don't know if he was going to like not want me to coach anymore. And he was like, Oh, okay. So your kid's just going to be like in the corner here on the wrestling mat. And it was like, is that okay? He's like, yeah, I don't care. Like <laughs> we'll make it work. And we did make it work. And I brought Pierce. She was like six months old and was on the wrestling mat and would wear a carrier and coach with her in the carrier and the parents would come and take her. And when I went to Hopkins, I said like, 
this is it. Like my kids come with me or I don't come. Mm -hmm. And that's the option I have. Like my husband's work schedule, he works 24 hour shifts. So he can't watch him at the end of a work day. I'm, I'm on mom duty. As soon as school is out, I'm on mom duty and I have them with me and there's no, there's no other outlet. Like, Mm -hmm. and I feel terrible, like being like, Oh yeah. You know, ask my, you know, in-laws if they can watch, I feel bad asking my parents to watch, but if, if we can't bring our kids, how many of these, these, um, you know, women wrestlers have kids, a lot of them do. And not always can their spouses be in the stands watching their kids, or do you want to bring your kids in the stands and have them sit in the Fargo dome all day for mm-hmm. multiple days? Like it's just really hard. But before I remember being at Fargo and Marcy Van Dusen had her baby in a carrier. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like, I'm going to do that. And then she got in trouble for it. And there was like, they had to get a petition and she had a fight to be on the floor with her baby. And I mean, I think that's a huge, huge thing. Like you can't ask women to be involved, but then they can't have their mom hat on too. Like we can do both things. We can be a mom and a coach, but I, if you have to make me choose, I'm going to choose being a mom. Mm-hmm. And um, Hopkins has been great on, I mean, my girls are in the wrestling room and they're not quiet and sometimes they're not easygoing in the wrestling room, but they're there and they feel comfortable in there. And that's hard. I mean, you, you gotta find, you gotta find something to solve that solution. And I don't, I don't know what it is, but if you want more women involved, you kind of have to have a way for them to have their other hats on too. Like mm-hmm. your kids might have to be there. And, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. Well, yeah, the one I remember specifically used to talk about this was Adeline Gray. Was it the world team trials where she was breastfeeding after her match? And she liked the picture of it. Like she had just wrestled and like a few hours later, whatever, she was breastfeeding. And I was like, holy cow. Like that right there that's like that's the ultimate having both hats on you know being able to do both things and that was just it was incredible but yeah like you're saying i mean if you're gonna want women more involved you're gonna have to accept you know all of them all everything that comes with it like you said all the hats that they wear because you do wear multiple hats obviously you know so i i mean i love that post too i thought that was great um and there are, and there are mom wrestlers that are out there and I, I applaud them. I admire them. Um, I w- secretly wish I could do it, but I don't think there's any way I can. Um, but I think it's amazing because it does show like, Hey, you can be a mom, you can be, you can be a wrestler. You can do this. I love seeing uh, female coaches like this year. I love seeing Natalie Rutt, like in the coaches meetings with me. I always wanted her to bring her baby though. I always wanted her baby there because I felt a little bit better having my two girls like hand in hand with me when I walk in. Um, but it, it just made me feel better going into the coaches meeting. There's one more female in there with me. You're like, oh, no, I'm not the only one being stared at. There's two of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Now you're getting stared at too. <laughs> yeah, they have to split their attention, you know, like, and granted, I don't think I ever had really any issues with mm-hmm. any coaches that I coached against. But there is that feeling when you walk in and you're the odd duck and you're just like, oh, I'm kind of sick and tired of being the odd duck. And then when you see another female, like, 
oh, a friend, there's a yeah. friend, there. you know, it's just a different feeling makes you feel good. I would be so like, I'm shy. Um, I get like nervous easily, but I would not go into the coaches room at any of the meets because unless I went in with another one of our coaches, because mm-hmm. I like, I just felt so odd being in that space. And it's like, I don't know anyone. No one really talks to me. I just have to sit at a table by myself and snack on some food. I, I would just avoid it. And I did it for years. And now, you know, now that's coaching staff, they're usually in there with me, which makes me feel great. Cause if I have to step out, cause something's going on with one of my kids, I can, but it's just great to feel like there's someone else in there with you mm-hmm. that maybe feels the same, same as you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you ever, you know, did you ever feel like maybe you didn't deserve to be in there? Because you definitely do like, you know, you do deserve, you are capable, you're qualified to be in these coaches meetings, these coaches rooms, like you are, but was that something that maybe you did struggle with a little bit? Um, not that I didn't deserve to be there, but sometimes mm-hmm. I'd always be mistaken for like the trainer. So mm-hmm. I always was like, or, um, you know, like, oh, there's one girl. So they must have like, like they have a girl out and that's why like she's here is because she's just here for the, for the girl, which was never the case. Cause I was there to coach everyone. Um, but some, like you just like being the only kid in the room, that's a girl. And then you go in and you're the only girl in the wrestling room. You just like get, bring, brings all those feelings back. And again, no one ever said like, I don't deserve to be in there. Cause I clearly right. deserve to be in there. And I, I do have a wrestling background. And so it's just like, well, I know my stuff too. And, um, yeah, I just, it just brings back that like, oh, I'm the odd duck again. Like, ugh. I'm just, I just don't fit in. And that's mm-hmm. a terrible feeling to have. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, I don't feel like, feel like a boo It's a terrible feeling, but once you start to see more, and I can't wait to see more female wrestlers um, or female coaches, I can't wait to see that because that's going to be, that's just, it's going to be a whole different scene. It's, it's you know, people are going to be shocked to see it. And I can't wait for that to happen. Yeah, me either. You know, um, you know, do you feel though, or do you realize that maybe you are somebody that people look up to? Have that have people come up and said that to you? You know, that they that they see you, they see that you're the only women coach and they go, Wow, I can do that too. I don't I don't really remember anyone. I remember like a few kids from back home like came up as like I think I was coaching a few years ago. And I just happened to run into them at like a wrestling meet. And they're like, you know, I really looked up to you. And I was really shocked because it was like, how did you look at me? Like, what? Like, huh? He was like, oh, no, like, I really looked up to you. I was like, oh, that's crazy because I don't think anyone's ever said that to me before. And I I don't think I've ever had anyone come up and be like, I really look up to you. Um, But I do get told that people appreciate um that I'm there and what I'm doing so I do I do feel that I'm very loved on what I'm doing but I don't think I've ever had a girl come up I want to be like you and I would probably tell her no you're gonna be better than me like you're gonna be better than me you're gonna go do further things you're gonna be a better wrestler you're gonna be a better coach um but yeah yeah so how can people you said that you know sometimes maybe you need you you would like to feel more welcomed 
how can people make you, not only you, but just females in general who are trying to make it in this sport and want to be involved in the sport, how can, how can we as a community make females more comfortable and feel more welcome? Um, like when it comes to like coaching staff, like to get them involved, like be open. Um, I mean, Dustin took a huge leap on hiring me as his assistant coach. And I honestly, I went through the first uh, interview process and it kind of made it feel like, yeah, no, you're not going to get it because we just don't know how people are going to react to a female coach. Um, that was kind of the feeling I got from it. And then when I met Dustin and Dustin interviewed me, he was like, Oh, I know exactly who you are. I, you know, he was around my age. I think he was a year older than me in school. He's like, I know who you are. You're great, great candidate. This is who I want. And I mean, just being open to a female applying or, you know, having an interview with them, if they're not qualified for the spot, is there another spot for them? Is it club? Is it youth? Is it, is it uh, middle school? Like, I mean, we're looking for a middle school coach. Like I'd love to get a female middle school coach, but again, I, Natalie coaches for uh, Bloomington. Uh, Rachel's probably too far away. Shalyn's too far away. Like, just trying to find people um, around that want the positions. And then, I don't know, maybe being open to being like, oh, I see you have kids. Like, they're welcome too. We'll make it work. Um, or if you see like a female coach sitting at a table by themselves, like sit down and have a conversation with them, ask things about them. Um, if they don't want to talk to you, they'll let you know they don't want to talk to you. And they'll get up and leave. Like, um, I think just being friendly. I mean, honestly, like we want people to feel more welcomed be friendly, talk to them in the room, talk to them in the coaches meeting, you know, ask them about their team, uh, anything, just being an overall friendly person will make someone feel more welcomed. Um, but yeah. And if someone reaches out, they want to get more involved in wrestling, try to find a way or find another club that's looking for something and pass it along to them. Um, but I think just trying to find outlets for these, for people who want to be involved and then being friendly when you come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Easier said than done. It, it, like I said, it sounds, sounds easy. It should be easy, but for some odd reason, it's not always that easy, which is unfortunate, but um just happy that you're still involved, you know, like that's, yeah. Just happy. You're still involved in the sport. Um, I want to end with a story here, a second story. So you we're helping Paige make weight for nationals. All right. Um, and you told her that if you don't lose the weight, that you're going to have to cut her hair. And she just like started to freak out and was like almost maybe crying. Um, and you were drying down her hair because obviously wet hair is um, heavier than, than dry hair. Yeah. And so um, she made weight. But you both made a vital error and you kept weighing on the heavy scale at nationals. And so she was actually way under <laughs> because you you were weighing on the heavy scale, not not the actual scale. Yep. And probably didn't even notice. I'm probably just so into the zone of like, we just got to get this weight off. But yeah, I've, I've cut my hair before. I think she'll cut it at nationals. Really? Yeah. I was, I did not want to run anymore. I hate running. Everyone that knows me knows this. I do not like running. 
and I had, was done running and I was like, just cut it. Just get enough in a ponytail. Just cut the rest. Off. I do want to. And then I ended up going back to my hotel room and eating a slice of pizza and then <laughs> waiting less the next morning. So, but she did, she cut it. It got in a pony, but there's like one strand of hair that was too short to get in the ponytail. I remember being like, come on, Shalyn. Like, God. But yeah, I mean, I was all for cutting hair and sh- and Paige had a ton of hair, a ton of hair. Like, yeah, <laughs> ridiculous amount of hair. Her hair has always been super long. I'd have been like, it'll grow back, dude. You're fine. <laughs> but yeah, I, yeah, I think that's, that has been, I think, something I threatened her many times at wrestling that I was just going <laughs> to, I think I had to braid her hair one time. I was like, we should just cut it. Maybe we should just cut it. <laughs> I remember her just yelling at me like, no, I don't want to. It was just like, <sighs> but that was kind of my first thing. I'm going to cut your hair. <laughs> That's funny because um, I did that at a tournament too once. I had a couple tents to lose and I was not running anymore. And so I cut my hair and I lost the two couple tents and made weight. But yeah, so um, I didn't have a pizza after that though. But. I had one slice of pizza. <laughs> I blame my dad because he's yeah. the one that ordered the pizza and then left it unattended, but she yeah. should know. <laughs> it. But yeah. um, it's great. Yes, yes. It, it always feels better. You know, the story is always better when you end up making weight. Um, how, well, I guess, last question for you How do you balance? Um, you know, with your husband's work schedule, being a firefighter and being on call basically 24 seven, you know, how do you balance yourself, your work schedule, the, you know, your two kids being a coach? How, how do you balance all that? I have a lot of notes and a countdown <laughs> by like, I always have notes somewhere. I like, I have a printed out calendar. I have like my school planner. I have the calendar in her house. I highlight the days my husband's working. I write down like every, everything that's going on. And then um, I do like my in-laws are great and my parents are great. Cause I'll be like, you know, Derek's working and I really don't want to bring the girls to this wrestling meet. <gasps> can you come up and pick them up or can you come up and watch them? And I don't think I've ever had a no. Mm -hmm. it's been great and sometimes I don't if it's like a meet that's close or around um I want to say like I brought the girls to one of the Athena one to the Hopkins meet I brought my girls to it because it was right there and it was right in our backyard it was perfect and then they got to see girls wrestling too uh, because I want to expose them as much as I can to girls wrestling but I have a ton of planners I have a ton of notes everywhere, post-it notes in my office, like telling me to get things done and when they need to be done by, like who to email back. And I, I live off planners and yeah. I, I, love, I, love <laughs> planners I write things and I erase them and I just try to make it one day at a time. And then the next day it happens. And it's a lot of pre-planning stuff. Like yeah. my little mom hat goes on. Yeah. <laughs> always have like pre-packed diaper bag you know snacks pre-packed night before get it all situated where it needs to be because I'm, I'm never on time i'm always feeling like <laughs> I'm so 
when I wake up, it's not like I drink my coffee. It's like, I'm going a hundred miles an hour, like trying to get ready. The girl's ready, get in the car, go. Mm-hmm. But yeah, a lot of planning, like it's, uh, it's not always easy. And I'm sure there's been some tears in the car from me and the girls. Um, but honestly, just trying to find, just trying to make it that day, make it through that day. And then I can always make it through the next day and the next day and the next day. And obviously having a schedule and seeing it mapped out, I can kind of get a better visual of what I'm going to do and how it's going to look. And I just kind of try to go with the flow as best I can. And if I hit a hiccup, I hit a hiccup and I try to like be flexible where I can be flexible. But if something comes up and I can't, I usually have to take it. And if that means calling in sick that day or saying I can't come to this meet because my kid's sick, it's what I got to do. Wow. Well, I thank you for doing this. I appreciate it. You know, and, and thanks for all that you've done, done for the sport so far and what you're going to do in the future. You have a great outlook and a great perspective, you know, I, I just appreciate it. So. Thanks for uh, getting me on here. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, I'm a little nervous. I was nervous about what you're gonna ask, but yeah. no, it's it's great. It gets me out of my comfort zone a little bit and gets me talking about the sport um, that I love and want wanted to keep growing. So thank you. Oh, so yeah, much. yeah. Thank you for what you're doing for us, like this is amazing. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, I mean, when I didn't really know what I was, I, I feel like I didn't really know what I was getting into when I was talking to Paige, you know, and then she just kind of opened my eyes to like a whole nother world that, you know, you don't like growing up, you didn't know existed, sort of, you know, and, and the biggest thing she said was there's a lot of us out there. And that's what's kind of stuck with me, you know, meaning there's a lot of women and now like yourself and Allie Bernard and, and Paige. And like, there were a lot of you floating around that you probably didn't pay mind to or look twice at, but you were out there competing and working your butts off just as much as I was, you know? So. Yeah. It's so being keep growing, getting, you know, I know that there's some females still in the twin cities and I just don't know how to get them involved and, I wish I can and I hope I can and get more girls involved as if they decide, Hey, I'm done wrestling. What's my next step? Hoping get them involved somehow. Get yeah. more female coaches at Fargo, get more female coaches in the high school. And just overall, let's get some more female coaches. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Let's Talk Wrestling Podcast. Special thanks to my guest, Kelly Metzger, for taking the time to sit down and chat with me. Cover art created and designed by Kristen Gill. Please feel free to rate, comment, and subscribe to the podcast. And check me out on Twitter, Instagram, and my brand new Facebook page to hear more of my content. And don't forget to check out my new website at letstalkwrestlingpodcast.my.canva.site. And as always, be sure to tune in to hear the next guest of the Let's Talk Wrestling Podcast. Take care. See you next time. This lip gloss is popping. Look at me. Mama wasn't the lip gloss. It was you all along. 
I know, but... Wow, like...